the gossip. I like the humor in it. It puts you in a good mood. Oh, oh, oh. 94.5 Virgin Radio. Here are your hosts, Holly and Nira. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for checking out the podcast today. It's Holly and Nira. Okay, Bridgerton Breakdown 2.0. How dare they? How dare they? You mean how dare they? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and can we change the eye, please? Can we please change the eye? Will it make you stop yes. using it in that tone? It will oh. make me stop. And have you heard of the five, four, three, two, one stress trick? Sounds like a lot of steps. Take a listen. I'm stressing. Take a listen. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Have you heard of the five, four, three, two, one stress trick? When you're stressed out, you need something to calm you down. We all have too much going on. Oh, God. A lot to deal with, especially on a Monday morning. The 54321 trick to calm down. Okay, wait. I'm not going to lie. It sounds like a lot of steps. Five. <laughs> so many. <laughs> Just this hour. Calm. Remember, be calm. <sighs> okay. The 54321 trick. Just think about five things you can see. Four things you can feel, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. This is backed by psychologists, scientists, people who work with the brain who have said the 54321 stress trick is what you need to help you calm down. You know why? Because it helps you focus on the here and the now. Without someone saying, be present. And you're like, I, I don't know what to be present on. <laughs> Do it. Right? Because you know they say, be present. Mm-hmm. And that'll, and you're like, uh, 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 uh. Well, enjoy the moment. The 54321 forces you, forces you to kind of be in your moment. And, and it forces your brain to release the stress. It's very distracting because I don't even remember what I was stressed about because <laughs> I have a new thing to be stressed about, which is what was number five? Like, I already okay. forgot all the five things I can smell. Think about your senses. <laughs> Okay. It's your senses, your five senses. Oh! <laughs> Start with that. Okay. <laughs> okay, my five See? senses. It's like medi- oh. this, they're saying this is a form of meditation. Okay. But people don't realize, okay? Again, good. Trick me. This right? is better. Meditation, focusing on your five senses. Okay. Again, number one. <laughs> Five things you can see right now. They can be anything, like a tree, the sky, your hands. A beautiful brown woman. Yes. There she is, with great hair on a Monday morning. Thank you. And a beautiful, very white woman. Okay. You just say white, you don't say very. You're very white. Yes, I know. As in color. And person-wise, I don't know. Okay, so five things you can see right now. Okay. Four things you can physically feel right now. Your heartbeat. Okay. The warmth of the sun. The wetness of the rain. Beautiful brown skin. Beautiful brown skin. Here we go. Three things you can hear. Can you hear the wind blowing? The traffic around you? The sound of someone's voice? The birds chirping right now are very precious in the morning. Amazing. All right? And then that's that's where you take it. Okay. So you got to then think of two things you can smell. Coffee. Grass. Unpleasant smells work too. (laughs) Like, it's just whatever's around you. Okay. And then focus on one thing you can taste. Maybe if you want to pop some gum in your mouth or if right. you want to lick your lips, mm. whatever. Just something you could taste. So what's with the senses and the de-stressing? I didn't even know there was like a connection. Or is it just to like 
calm you or like I think it's a, a way to help you focus and okay. then it's go okay these are my senses but meditation is about making your senses connect and being like grounded right yes so the five four three two one stress trick and I also like to call it meditation trick I mean we've all been saying it not all we all because my husband would completely argue with me about that he doesn't say it mm. many of us say we'd love to get into a moment of meditation totally people swear by it people say it like transform their whole life it's so hard to do yeah you maybe try this as your start to meditation okay five four three two one stress trick but if you can't remember that your senses trick i don't know yeah again i wish you'd started with that <laughs> it took me too long too. holly and nira holly and nira virgin radio could you fake it for life an accent a fake accent <laughs> could you fake one for your whole life for your entire life I was at Park Royal last week. Uh-huh. And the sales guy was like so cute and he was like tall and had this really, really cute British accent. Right. And my husband John's family is like from England. They still live there. Right. They're, they're they're truly, truly British. So I was saying to him, I'm like, Oh, I love your accent. Like, whereabouts in England are you from? And he's like, Oh, I'm not, I'm from Langley. I'm like, What? He's like, No, I just fake it. I think I'm getting the hang of it now. I'm like, what? what? He's like, oh, yeah, I just fake it. I really like it. And I, I'm going to just fake it. I'm like, I really, uh, yeah, I, really just, like I, it. I just talk British. Yeah. He's like, I really like it. And I'm going to keep it up. I'm like, for how long? He's like, forever. I'm uh, like, yeah, what? And how long has he been doing this? Great, great question. Is I, this, I couldn't even follow is up. Is this just a shock. work thing or is this a life thing? Like, how does his family feel about it? Great Could questions. you imagine? Like, I speak Canadian English. Yeah. Imagine if I just decided out of nowhere that I'm going to start talking with a British accent. Do you have to send a memo to the people who know you? To give them some notice that a this is up. how I will now be speaking? Or do yeah, you just like, start doing it? Guys, don't be too concerned. This is this is planned. Thank you. Imagine if I came into work one morning, I was like, hello. And this is how I shall be speaking from this moment forward. First of all, I wouldn't know what accent you were doing, which is cute. I'm like, what is that? We have an update on Will Smith this morning. Yes. Today's top biz story. Top biz story. <laughs> story. Like, I what? always... Uh, what? I always wanted an accent or to speak another language because I think it's very attractive and I feel like it makes you actually seem more intelligent if you can speak more than one language. Yeah, but speaking another language yes. is different than talking your language yes. but with an accent. Yes, I know. I, I wanted you do either. know that, right? <laughs> yes. I wanted either one of those things and I always was like, I want an accent but like I'm here. And I know to some people in the world, I do have an accent. But to me, I don't. No, I know. I mean, and the Canadian accent is the one that anybody ever talks about. It's like about. neutral. Yeah, it's and like nobody no, talks about it. Yeah, no one's like, oh, and then he had this Canadian accent. Yeah, no. it, no, never. No, I know. It's the British accent. Totally. Australian. Australian. Like any sort of like Spanish. It's so hot. Yeah, the, the French accent. Yeah. There's so, all these beautiful accents. Yeah, right? yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like with my Indian accent. Not me, but if I try, but even growing up, I, I did not find it attractive in my family when my family spoke English and there right. was an accent. Really? No. I think it, it's so, I think it's so attractive. The Indian accent? Yes. I, I wish you actually faked that you, like, I know you can speak 
Punjabi. Yeah, I can speak Punjabi and Hindi. Yes, and Hindi. Yeah. I mean, that's three languages. That's very, uh, yes. that's very Punjabi, Hindi, English. Here's okay. what I can speak. Yeah. But, but, you, but you're born here. Yes. So it's kind of like... I don't have that accent, but I just know there's a special kind of Bollywood Bombay English accent. Yeah. That's the cool one because it kind of is a little bit influenced by the British accent. Okay. But... Can uh, I have an example? I don't you just know. Say like, like Priyanka Pri- Chopra. Like, you know how... <laughs> Now that sounded British. Okay. Priyanka Chopra. <laughs> See, I don't, I'm really bad at accents. You can't even do an Indian accent so and you're you, Indian. Russell Peters. You know Russell Peters, the comedian? Yeah. I, I tried to do an Indian accent for him. I yeah. was interviewing him for some event. And he's like, your Indian accent is so bad that you sound like you're a brown girl who's a white girl who's trying to do a brown person's accent. Oh, wow. He's like, that's how bad your Indian accent is. Wow. I'm really bad at accents. Yeah. No, but I'm not going to even try. You couldn't fake it for five minutes. No, and I don't want to, I don't want to offend my people. Yeah. Listen, I'd love to give it a shot too, but there's no chance that's happening. I can feel the uncomfortableness right now in your Let's go back to British. Holly and Nira. Can we change the eye? Please. Can we change the eye in fine? Fine. Conversation part three. I originally told you a study came out Psychologists wanted you to feel fine with saying fine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when people ask you how you're doing, majority of humans will say fine. Don't get so upset about it because it's just our way of being polite, not really wanting to come across as being negative, not wanting to pull someone into a situation or a conversation that they may not be ready for in the moment. Mm. And then, Holly, you told me, I think this was through your therapy, right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, I think this was through a Google search. Oh, the acronym for what fine really means? Yes, the true definition of fine. Yes. Which is freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Okay, one more time. Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, emotional. Okay, and that is apparently the acronym when someone is saying they're fine. I'm fine. Now, I have been thinking about your acronym, and the I for fine in the acronym does it have to be insecure i'd rather it be irritated hmm the i in fine for me is more of an irritation as to po- as opposed to an insecurity what i'm saying fine i'm fine i'm fine so you'd like it to be freaked out insecure oh, no i already no, forgot sorry. no freaked, freaked out irritated neurotic and emotional yes and you do don't like insecure no. So it's like, how are you? You're like, I'm fine. Nothing about that means insecure to you. Not nothing. Don't take my words completely. I'm huh. saying I am more likely to be feeling irritated when I'm saying fine as opposed to feeling insecure Interesting. when I'm saying fine. Uh, fine for me is an irritation for, for me in my life. I don't often say fine. Have you, noticed, have you ever heard me go, I'm fine? That's a your word. Yeah, yeah. I love saying I'm fine. And I relate to this <laughs> acronym when I'm saying it. Yeah. So you re- you relate to the freaked out, insecure, yeah. neurotic, yep. and emotional. Yeah. Oh, the insecure speaks to me big time. Uh. Like, think if we were going to a beach together, me and you. I don't know why we would be, but they were going to the beach. And you're like, mm-hmm. Vancouver's got beautiful weather. Yeah, that's sometimes. Not yeah. today. Um, and we were going to the beach and you're like, okay, you ready to go? I'm like, yeah. You're like, hey. And I was like in a bit of like a meh. You're like, what's going on? I'm like, no, nah, I'm fine. For, for sure, part of that would be that I have to be in my bathing suit and I felt insecure. Whoa. Yeah. Or if we were going out, 
Like yeah. even Friday night, we went to Dua Lipa together. Yes. And I, I honestly, and you bring it out in me more than anybody. You're because you, you're very good at dressing yourself. Oh no! <laughs> and it's a total compliment. Like you were wearing a vest as a shirt. I'm like, never in a thousand years would I go. First of all, I don't have a little fitted vest in my wardrobe, and never would I think I don't wear anything under this. This is a shirt. Like, and you looked great. Never. I was so stressed out about what to wear. I'm like, oh my god. I was like, I almost didn't go, and I. Love Dua Lipa, but I was like, hey. and you so, love me, yes, I and I love you. Yes, I was just feeling really like fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I think fine. even my husband was like, hey, are you excited? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I really the insecure is like should be number one for me. Uh, yeah, but you know, with me and dressing, I'm over the top. Yes, too. you were wearing like shiny pants. I'm like, what is this? It was Dua Lipa. No, I know. It was I was doing it for Dua. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. The outfit was for Dua. I should have worn nothing. Perfect. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Are you ready for another Bridgerton breakdown? Yes, of course. Season two of Bridgerton has only been out for just over a week. And people are losing it. After the first season, I mean, we talked about this. I'd say the biggest breakdown about Bridgerton was that Reggae Jean Page shan't be returning for season two. The Duke of Hastings. The reason we watch. I am yours, Daphne. I have always been yours. Please stop. Please stop. (laughs) She can't handle it. It's so amazing. And yeah, I, I think I watched the season two, I mean, season one so many times because of Reggae Jean Page. Right. Then they announced he's not coming back. We all freak out. The Bridgerton Breakdown 2.0 that's happening about season two, though, is that they know what we liked about the show. They know what we wanted. We needed hot. We needed steamy. And spoiler alert, you don't get it till episode seven and there's only eight episodes. What? They felt, and I, because I, uh, you know me, after I watch a show, then I go online and I look at what the critics say and then what the analysts go off on. And and then I go into these deep, dark conversations with people. We go back and forth, chat rooms about Mm -hmm. the show. Wow. (laughs) Really invested in Bridgerton, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And because I was trying to figure this out as well, because I binge watched it. Mm, Season two. Season two, I binge watched it. And I was... I was binge watching it because I was waiting for the hot and steamy. Of course. So they got Duh. me. They got me. Uh, more people ended up binge watching it. Like they binge watched it more than season one. Quicker. Because we had to wait so long for the hot and steamy. We kept thinking it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> yes, good. <Nira. laughs> but the tension. I think it was that tension that were building up inside of us. Right. That I'm like, okay, no, it'll happen in the next episode. Oh, no, it'll happen in the next episode. And then by the time you get there, you're like, what? Now there's only one episode left? Yes. And the creators and the writers said that they wanted to make season two so different than season one. They felt, they feel that season two is actually hotter than season one because of the anticipation. Oh, please. And the buildup that they create between Anthony and Kate Sharma. Fail. I agree. Like, I, I needed that way, way, way before. Ask anybody, why did you like Bridgerton? Oh my God, it was so hot. Oh my God, the Duke of Hazen. Oh my God. And it was hot and steamy. Yes. And they got to it and they yes. got to it fast. Why? If you were the producers of this show, like, what is wrong with you, Netflix? Give us what we want. Especially because if you remember from season one and if you remember Anthony, Anthony's uh, steamy scenes were at the very beginning of Bridgerton. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah he was like one. a dirty dog. He right. got around. The rake. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right from the beginning. 
so now Anthony's yeah. making us wait? Yeah. How dare you? You're Anthony. Yeah, you gave it up episode one, season one. Yeah. And now season two, you 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 care? And it kept it was very annoying because he kept calling himself a gentleman. Mm. <laughs> right. And I was like, where were you a gentleman in season one, mm. bro? Yeah, wow. Right? Mm. But he was trying so hard to be, and those were little dicks at like digs at Reggie <laughs> John Page. Right. <laughs> Careful. Yes, right. Those were digs. At, right. Like at the Duke's character. Right. In season two, he keeps like, but I'm a gentleman. But I'm a gentleman. Oh, please. But I'm a gentleman. We don't watch it for gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We watched it for Reggie John Page. I mean, number one. Yes. Number two, for the hot steamy, I just give it to us. Have you seen season two yet? I don't even want to now. Yeah. I read all about it. I was like, what? Yeah. Because all these people were like going off on like Reddit. There's like threads. Like people are like really mad. Like yes. that it was not hot and steamy. Uh-huh. I mean, it was, remember when we hosted the premiere, we went and saw Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> The first yes. one. Yes. And we both had read the books and we were like, oh, the oh, movies, movies are so going to be woo, woo, woo. like and next level. No. PG. Well, it wasn't PG. It was still rated R. Was it? Yes. It no, was rated I need R, dude. <laughs> Holly and Nira. And now, this with Nira. Yes, there's an update on Will Smith since the Oscar situation from a week ago. That's today's top Bill's. <laughs> That's today's top biz story. Yes, it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow is right. Monday morning mouth. Okay. Will Smith has resigned from the Academy. I don't really know what that means because I've never been part of the Academy. You haven't? No. Oh, God. Leave now. <laughs> I've never been a part of it. Who has? But he has resigned. And when someone resigns, you always wonder mm-hmm. the resignation, who it came from, or was it kind of implied to someone? He's like, oh. you can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, was, or if people come up to you and say, listen, this is what's going to go down, or you can resign. I don't think they would do that to him after all this. He has just screwed over the Academy so bad. <laughs> I, I know, he, yes, he brought them the best ratings they've ever had or something. <laughs> ever. But still. And he has apologized again to Chris Rock. Meanwhile, several movies he was working on or to appear in or to, you know, be a part of are on the back burner now, including Bad Boys 4. There was another movie that he was working on with Netflix. That project has also been put on hold. Now, when we say put on hold, we don't know if it's been put on hold because Will Smith is asking for it to be put on hold. God. Or if it's from the other side. Why is he still so in control of this situation? I feel like there's been no repercussions. Well, did you hear that Mel Gibson was on the red carpet and some reporter was interviewing Mel Gibson was like, if that was you who had done it, what do you think would have happened? And <laughs> Mel Gibson's handler's like, uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah. That's enough. We've been there. Like, but, but they were right. They're like, imagine. Yeah. He would have been... You know, that's it. Like I said, if this was at a Canucks game, (laughs) if this was happened at Dua Lipa on Friday night, you would have been dragged out of the stadium and arrested immediately. Of course, of course. Britney Spears is apparently having issues writing her memoir. There's something Britney's good at. She's she can do her singing, she can do her dancing, she's she can perform. Writing, this is not her thing. She's having a really hard time getting all her thoughts and somehow putting them all onto paper. Imagine trying to do that if you were her. No. And now that she's just like, I just need someone to be with me for like a bunch of weeks to get my thoughts all down and to help me structure everything because I am not a writer. 
Yeah, and like what angle and where do you start from and how much are you going to put in and like, oh man. You, yeah, you start with Hit Me Baby One More Time. That, the name of the book. <laughs> okay, Brittany, we've helped you with the title. You start from there. Right. But I guess she says she has stories even before that from of the course. Mickey Mouse Club, right? Yeah. But her real rise to fame where everything just escalated and changed. I mean, she has so much. Maybe she's going to be a series of books, right? I, I think she needs multiple books. Yeah. And Courtney Cox has already received the script for for Scream 6. Hello, Sydney. It's been confirmed. It's happening. It's gonna do it. It's, <laughs> it's, that's it. So, oh, Scream 5 watched it. And it was so much nostalgia. Was it good? It was okay, but so much, so much nostalgia. And now it has been confirmed. Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox have signed up for the next Scream movie. They're saying it's not just going to be Scream 6. It's possibly going to be Scream 6 and Scream 7. Oh, boy. It's going to keep Do we need that much Scream? Yeah, we do. The resurrection has happened. Okay. You don't go down while it's going up. You go up while it's going up. I don't even want to tell you. I've never seen... Any? I've seen like parts of the original. You have not ever seen a proper screen movie start to finish? Start to finish, no. What's wrong with you? I just was like, this is hokey. It was so good. Was it? Yes, people are actually screaming at you right now. Sorry. <laughs> For okay, not I'll binge it this weekend, all just, seven of them. Just watch one. Okay, just watch, watch I can one. handle one. Part one. I'm Nira, and that's the biz. Holly and Nira. Virgin. What are the Dutch rules? You know when you say, hey, we're going to go Dutch when it comes to money and splitting a bill? Money. All I really want to see is the Right. I don't really need a D, I need the When you're hanging out with friends, let's say if you're going out now to a restaurant mm-hmm. together Ooh. as a group of four, five, six, whatever. My girlfriend told me there's a key. There's one um, set of friends that we have where there's about, I don't know, maybe six to eight of us that would hang out together, right? Okay. This is pre-COVID. And uh, it's it was couples. And when the bill would come, it's always awkward because nobody wants to be like, oh, well, we're together. You know what I mean? We're together. And, you know, and then the rest go, we'll just split it in half. It becomes awkward. So it's just like, okay, we always know it's going to get split in half. But my girlfriend has now, after all these years, realized that one of the guys in the group likes very has very high taste when it comes to drinks. Mm. Okay, high end taste. And his one drink is oh God. the same cost as about probably three glasses of wine if we were to order wine. Dang, what's this human ordering? That's, that's the thing, but that's just what he orders. So now she knows that the night we're going out as this group, because it's happening again, we're planning another one after all these years. Okay. She's like, oh yeah, she's like, that's my drunk night. <laughs> like, what do you mean? She goes, I know I'm getting hammered because I want to keep up to how much he drinks. Wow. Because it's next level. It's next level. So hmm. if he's having, let's say, two of those drinks, that's like six glasses of wine for her. <laughs> Does she count how many bites he has as well? <laughs> like, who is this person? Just think about that for a second. Just think about that for a second. It would start to annoy you after all these years. Oh, for sure. When I was pregnant, I'd go out with friends and they'd be like, just split, just split all the wine. I'm like, excuse me. No, I'm pregnant. I didn't have any of the wine. I'm not paying for your wine. But did you? Did I what? Split the bill. Or did you no. actually say, no, I'm not. No, I'd be like, I'm not paying for your wine. 
No, you can, I'll split the food, but I'm not splitting the booze. I didn't even have any. So I, I was always that person that just went fine. I just, I never brought oh, it up God. as the pregnant person that I never had the wine. I just, really? No, because I never wanted to be. Well, I didn't have any wine. I'm pregnant, and but the bottles would still get split hmm. amongst the bill. If you're sitting there and you're going out for lunches or dinners or whatever, still with people who are drinking, and then the bill time split comes, nobody says, "Oh, and hey, pregnant woman, take twenty bucks off hers." Because I never- would have. <laughs> if I was there with you, I seriously would have been like, she didn't even have any. I would say that for anybody. Say somebody's driving. Yes. I wouldn't be like, ooh. In fact, I would pay for like whatever. If they had a Diet Coke, I'd be like, okay, she had a Diet Coke, put it on my bill. So then why is it bothering you the other way around? Because I think if you're everyone's drinking, everyone's eating, and you're going out for a good time, and you know that's sort of what's happening in the night, you can't get nitpicky about, she's not getting nitpicky. a $19 drink. No, so she's not getting nitpicky. She's just saying she now knows those are her drunk nights. Right. Because she's like, I'm paying like I'm getting drunk. Right. So why not me just get drunk? Right. At least let me at least feel like I got a buzz out of it. If I'm paying like I'm getting a buzz, right. then I should get a buzz. Okay, so the real problem is she doesn't know how to have fun. <laughs> when you go out, is that the problem? No, she's thinking we're going for dinner. A normal person has a couple of glasses of wine. Right. Okay, but her couple of glasses of wine are right. costing her, let's say, 60 bucks. Right? Because if wow. you think about all the drinks that this right. dude with expensive taste is having right. and we're splitting the bill, okay. then she's like, I may as well drink like I'm spending that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so she's like, I now know that those are going to be my drunk nights. I may as well pop them bottles. Why doesn't she just go toe-to-toe, like true toe-to-toe with this guy? And, and if he gets like, I'll get an old-fashioned, she'd be like, I'll get one too. Oh, get the drink he's having. Yes. Oh, drink what he's drinking. Okay. See what happens. <laughs> Let's then see what happens. <laughs> we know what's going to happen. <laughs> Barfing in the cab. Yeah. Holly and Mira's Tell Me Something Good. Powered by Desjardins Good Spark Grants. Well, the B.C. government just did something amazing to make sure that more British Columbians feel seen and represented in government regulations. They announced on Friday that the province is removing almost 750 instances of gendered language across 16 different ministries of the government. How interesting. Grace Lore, who is the parliamentary secretary for gender equity, says that, quote, using inclusive language wherever we can doesn't just remove barriers to services, it also protects people rights. She says it's a way for government to make life a bit easier for thousands of British Columbians who face unnecessary barriers due to outdated language and to help address gender bias. And they obviously have some examples of some of the stuff that would be changing. Yeah, approximately 90% of the amendments to the province have addressed binary language such as he, she, himself or herself and the remaining 10% against gender specific terms like aunt, father or son. So they say these two, these changes really help the two-spirit, trans, and non-binary community as well, help them recognize that they can see themselves in the provincial legislation. 33 regulations regulations are also going to be updated through amendments um, unrelated to gender language, which is really cool. So, for example, instead of the term substance abuse, they're going to be replacing it with substance use. And they say this is all part of inclusive language and how much it matters because just by reframing something, it really helps people from all walks of life feel included and supported and here not so in the much, province. And not so much shame. That's right. That's associated with some of the stuff that is happening in our community because when you really look at the numbers and you look at the stats, it could be anybody that you know. 
And you don't want to not feel that people can reach out just because you're right. They feel shame for a word that's used in some very old, outdated language on the on in the government. And even now teaching with children, this has become very fascinating. I have a four-year-old. And when I'm teaching her language, because sometimes she gets it confused, she'll refer to, you know, she knows our dog Sushi is a female. But she's like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to give him a treat. I'm like, mm. no, honey, Sushi's a girl. You're going to give her a treat. But then I thought, but that's not actually the way we're supposed to teach anymore. Does that make sense? Mm. It's it, what if Sushi doesn't yeah. want to be a she? It's too bad we couldn't ask the dog. <laughs> yeah. Because that's honestly what, exactly. what would you like your pronouns to be? I know. How do you identify? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm trying so hard to make sure that she's, my daughter's getting her pronouns correct mm-hmm. when, she, when she's like, or if she's talking about her brothers and like, you know, she knows their boys, but mm-hmm. she'll be like, I want to I give him, uh, her the candy too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, honey, Shay mm-hmm. and Avi are boys. You want to give him the candy too. Mm-hmm. But I also, as I'm trying to teach this and instill this in her, I feel like I'm doing something wrong now because we're learning so much today about gender association Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't be so adamant and strict about these associations yeah people are people i know it is tough because as parents we're unlearning and relearning as we're teaching our children well that's just because i I just want her no proper grammar in english that's right but in it i'm also then teaching Mm -hmm. her something that i'm going to probably have to unteach her later that's right to say no you might have to say them to yeah i want to give them the treat. It's a great reminder just like how much words and language matters and how much of an impact they can have. Mm-hmm. So it's great news from the government. I know and good for the government. Like something like they were saying like chairman, something like chairman yeah. would have to change. It's now just chair. There you go. And like instead of mother, father, parents. Parents. Instead of husband, wife. Partners. Spouse. Go oh. back go back to school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nearest, tell me something good. Powered by Desjardins Good Spark Grants. Recently, Desjardins awarded $3 million in Desjardins Good Spark Grants to 150 Canadian small business owners. See more at goodsparkgrants.ca. Virgin Radio pays your way. That's right, we got a brand new contest to announce right now. It's 810 with Holly and Mira, and it involves you winning more money. Yeah, Virgin Radio wants to pay your way. Because, you know, it's springtime. That's true. Spring is all about new beginnings for a lot of us, right? A lot of you thinking about your first home. Good luck in this market. Good luck. A wedding now. Hey. Yeah, you can get married. You can have a big wedding. What about a degree? How, How about, about a trip? How about a new baby? I'm good on that one. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not talking about you. I'm just giving you. Whatever. Milestones are approaching and Virgin Radio wants to pay your way starting Monday, April 11th. That's right. So starting Monday, April 11th, one week from today at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 12 p.m., 2 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m., listen for a unique keyword. When you hear the keyword, head to our website, 945virginradio.ca, enter it, and tell us what the money would help you do. What would it help you pay for? What would it help you accomplish? Take care of. And one lucky winner each week will have Virgin Radio pay their way with 10 
thousand dollars. Ten k as we pay your way. I get it. Ten k to pay your way. You got it. Ten thousand dollars every week. So it's not like one big draw. It's like ten thousand dollars every week, and you can enter as many times as you want. Of course you can. Go Make sure for you start it. with us Monday morning, April eleventh. Put it in your calendar now. Set the alarm eight a.m. for your keyword. Virgin Radio pays your way. All the details are on our website ninety four five virginradio.ca. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Would side dating help you get some clarity? If you were in a long-term relationship and you were thinking of maybe getting married to this person one day, would dating somebody else help you get clarity on what to do? This is what the new Netflix reality show called The Ultimatum, Marry or Move On, is all about. Ooh, ultimatum. Take a listen. I love you to death, but I just cannot wait any longer. That is why I'm giving this ultimatum. You're here because someone in your relationship has issued an ultimatum. You're not sure you want to marry your current partner. The risk is that they're going to find someone else who is. I think it's natural to wonder what it would be like to be in a different relationship. You'll each choose a new partner. You'll move in together in a trial marriage. And at the end of this experience... You guys will have to choose to marry the person you've arrived here with or to split forever. I mean, come on. It's hosted by Nick Lachey and his wife, Vanessa Lachey. From Love is Blind. And I will watch every episode of this new Netflix show. Yes. Explain some more to me. Okay. Uh, So I'm confused. Okay. So six couples come onto the show. Yeah. And one of the people in the couples, one of the people has given the other person the ultimatum. Uh, marry me or, or we're guess, done or we're done yeah we've been seeing, we've been dating now yeah. for three years yeah marry me or we're done the ultimatum is there one partner isn't ready to get married the other isn't quite sure sorry one partner is ready to get married the other isn't quite sure right the ultimatum is issued and then in just over eight weeks they commit to either marrying the person they came on the show with or moving on to something else breaking up oh okay i thought you meant they come on this show they date someone else they do in those eight weeks, they're not what? with they're not with the person you come on the show with. You're with somebody else, and okay. you live with them, it, and you have like a makeshift marriage for oh eight my weeks. Gosh. Okay, this is the part that's confusing me. Pretend Holly and Nira, we are a couple. This is Nira's dream. <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay, you and I are a couple. Okay, we go to Nick and Vanessa Lachey's new show, The Ultimatum: Marry or Move On, on Netflix, starting April six. Really easy to remember. Can't wait. Okay. So Holly and Nira are a couple. We go on, marry me or move on. Mm -hmm. We then, they split us up on the show. One of us wants to get married and the other one isn't so sure. Okay, I want to get married. Okay, and I'm not sure. So they split us up. Yeah, they split us up and we both move in with someone else. With someone else. Yeah. And then we decide if we want to marry each other or if we want to marry the new person we're with. No, not marry the new person. I mean, I guess you could. Okay. It's more of just like experiencing something else. The grass is greener. What would it be like Uh, if we weren't together? Got it. What if we were dating someone else? We go on this show as a couple. Yeah. They split us up and put us with other people on purpose. We live with these other people. Yes. And then we come back and decide after these six to eight weeks Mm -hmm. whether we want to continue on as a couple. And get married. And get married or if we're done. Or if we're done. Yep. Okay. Interesting. The ultimatum. No. The the people that we move in with, yeah. are they just roommates or they could be whatever? Like, is it a hall pass? Yeah. No, it's, they're like an, uh, a potential other partner. They want you to experience what life would be like without the person that you're with right. and just to see. 
And then imagine if you and I go on, yeah. they separate us. Mm-hmm. Would we have to have a conversation then obviously beforehand and say, are we making this like a hall pass situation? Yeah, what right. are the ground rules? What are the rules? Where are we allowed to go? How far can we go? Yeah. And if we do go, do we tell each other we went? That's right. No, there's so many things, Nira. Hmm. And then at the end, because really you would only know what happened with the other person when you watched the show back. You and I then would never be allowed to talk over these six to eight weeks. I don't we think have we are. Conjugal visits. Maybe we have like counseling. I don't know. I'm so <laughs> into this new show. <laughs> Why are you into this? Sounds like a nightmare to me. It sounds like the perfect amount of trash that I'm going to enjoy watching. Right, because The Bachelor's done? Bachelor's done right There now. you go. That's what explains everything. Oh, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Can you honestly, truly, honestly, truly be best friends with your ex? Can you actually be best friends with your ex? Say what? Met up with a girlfriend and she updated me on a few things that have been going on in her her life because she lives in the States. I haven't seen her in a very long time. Why? <laughs> uh, she's visiting. And she filled me in on kind of what's gone down the last few years. Her and her ex-husband now. Mm. And they share a couple of kids together. She says, she claims, they are best friends. Hmm. They are best friends. Her and her ex-husband. As they continue to raise their children. Is your friend Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> because this is very goopy. It's very goopy. <laughs> goopy. Very. Can you do, do, like? Do, I I didn't I didn't want to say it to her face, but as she was telling me the story, I'm like, yeah. you're full of. There's no way. There's how, no chance. How can that be? First of all, why do you want to be? I don't know. I don't understand why you need to be best friends, amicable co-parents who love your kids. For sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Getting through some stuff, going to counseling, whatever, figuring out how to communicate for your kid's sake. 100%. Best friends. I feel personally, <laughs> after hearing her story, that it was a coping mechanism for her. Mm. Because there's, it was her, not her fault, but she's the one who wanted the breakup. Okay. Okay. Happened because of her. He still wanted to work on things, but she finally said, no, it's done. It's over. For her, the more she talked, I felt like for her to say they're best friends is for her to be able to cope with this man who possibly still probably wants to be with her, work on things with her, but she's saying it's done, but they have children, so they'll always be connected. Wow. If that's her reason, that's very selfish. Well, I don't know what else. I don't know if that is. That's just what I felt. Yeah. To say we're best friends. And so she can keep saying that to him and to the world. Yeah. We're best. We're best friends. And that's so unfair if he wasn't the one who was like, I wanted, I'm over it too. Like if he's, what if he possibly thinks they could get back together? Well, why? Well, she does say we're best friends. Yeah. But I think she's saying that so that he knows that he's in the friend zone now. Yeah. But dudes aren't that smart. Sorry. No, no. They're, they're, especially if you have feelings for somebody, you're like, okay, I'll take it. I'll be in the friend zone because I'm close to you and we're talking and this is good. Sure, I'll be in the quote friend zone, wink, wink. But they're hoping. There's always hope, right? I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to imagine a situation where one person still really wants to be together and the other doesn't and their children involved. Mm. So she doesn't want to look like the bad yeah. guy. So I think it's, easy to, it's easier for the umbrella of we are best friends and to constantly say that when they are talking about the kids or if they're meeting up and doing the exchange or Mm. whatever the case may be. They have to be in each other's lives. 
is so sad that she thinks that she or feels that she's like the quote bad guy. It's such a lame stereotype about getting divorced. Why is why is why are you the bad one if you're bettering your life and mm-hmm. proving to your kids when you're not happy, you need to take some steps and find a way to be happy. Mm-hmm. And mommy and daddy love you, love you. You know, and we're best friends. That's very interesting you say that because I was doing a ride yesterday, a Peloton ride, and yeah. Allie Love was playing some song yeah. on her ride. And one of the things that she said in, or one of the songs was about sometimes mom and dad's don't stay together forever. And boy, was it a country ride? It yeah, I like think that. so. And that it was like sometimes two homes are better than one. Oh, there you go. And sometimes like you're not the bad guy just because you don't want to be with someone. No, it's true. Was this written by you? Yes, I wrote a country song and they use it on Peloton rides. Get ready. Johnny, Holly, and Nira. Enjoy the show live. Weekday mornings, 530 to 10. On 94.5 Virgin Radio. He's coming. Nearest boyfriend, Sean Mendez. Yes, because he's he's dating a lot of women. Well, no, I mean, well, he of course he just went through a pretty (laughs) intense breakup, right? After being with Camila Cabello, now he wants to play. Right, he's crying on your shoulder. (laughs) Sean Mendez has announced way more shows to his tour. That's the big deal right now. So obviously, we want to give you tickets so you can see Sean Mendez here at Rogers Arena on July second. Let's say good morning. Is this Simon in Richmond? It is. Hi. Good morning. You're going. Oh, my God. I, I cannot tell you how much this is going to mean for my daughter. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was her 16th birthday. Her uh, My my dad passed away um, two days before her birthday, so we actually had to cancel the entire party. And so I was like, oh, we'll do a 16 and a half in July. So this Aww. is going to be, like, the uh, most amazing birthday present for her. Oh, my goodness. What That's so cute. Story. Simon, congratulations. What's your daughter's name? It's Sushila, S-U-S-H-I-L-A. Sushila. Yes. Cute. Okay, well, Sushila's going July 2nd to go see Shawn Mendes. That is amazing. Thank you guys so much. You are so welcome. Have a great day. Thanks for waking up with us. And we're going to hook up some more Shawn Mendes tickets tomorrow morning, but at 8.30. I mean, we got to change things up. We're going to switch it up. After my biz tomorrow morning at 8.30. Johnny, Holly, and Nira. Catch them live weekday mornings, 5.30 to 10. On 94.5 Virgin Radio.